Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome into the Team B and Fantasy Podcast. Chris Schubert and Jamie Eisner here. NFL Combine Week, and if there's one thing that NFL Combine Week provides us here on the show, it is talking points, rumors, little pieces of information that we, of course, are going to speculate about. We're going to run wild. We're going to have all sorts of different conversations, and that is what we're going to do here on the Tuesday edition of the show. But before I introduce Jamie and bring him in, because he is in Indy. He heard a lot of these comments. He can tell us about the buzz that was there. Got to tell you about our friends over at Bet Online. Football might be over for the season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops from the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. Bet Online is your number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up and you're going to receive, you hear me talk about it all the time, a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEF, B-L-E-A-V, to get started. And it's not just basketball. They're your source for hockey, boxing, UFC, Best in the business from sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet online is your number one online wagering destination. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online where the game starts. Jamie. Chris. You know, you can also do a bet online. You, you can bet on the NFL Combine. It's true. I was going to bring this up at some point during the show. You can bet on the NFL Combine, which you are at. And, and Jamie, what I love about shows like this is – when the week started, we're like, yeah, we'll do a fantasy podcast on Tuesday. We were kicking around some different things that we were going to talk about. And then sure enough, you just give you give some people some media availability and you get a bunch of reporters and sources and people, executives. You get them all together, all in the same area, and there's just information everywhere. There's just stuff happening all over the place. You have put together a list I have added to that list. Where do you want to start on this list? Do you just want to go in the order that you have presented? Because the first thing on your list scared the living bejesus out of me when I read it today, when I saw the quote, because I was like, this isn't good. This is one of the hot takes I have for fantasy season. And I guess that is where we will start because Broncos general manager, George Patton, spoke with the media and said, listen, yeah, we're interested in Melvin Gordon coming back. We we can't envision a world in which Melvin Gordon isn't back. We want him back on this football team. And me, as somebody who's like Javante Williams, RB1 next season, please, George, stop. Please stop what you're doing. So, yeah, this, this is where it's interesting because getting to be up close and personal and ask some of these questions and being involved is interesting because, look, at all, all, all of the, the GMs were asked about depending free agents in one form or another. And, and we'll get another round uh, tomorrow afternoon of NFL GMs and coaches, you know, the ones inside to show up on, like, your, your, your friends over there in New York. Um, it, this was an interesting one because I, I, part of me says, what else is he going to say? Um, yeah, but the other part of me goes – I kind of read that he was serious. Now, the question is going to be how much money are they truly willing to allocate to – and he kind of mentioned this too. It, it's more of a – he didn't use this word, but uh, I will paraphrase a complimentary piece. Um, he believed that Javante Williams is ready to handle a full workload, can do anything that they ask of him, but they wanted Melvin Gordon back as a secondary piece. How much money are you truly willing to commit to that? And will Melvin Gordon be able to get more on the open market as as I think is pretty – it's just him or Leonard Fournette, depending on what your taste is for the best 
free agent running backs available right now. But it did give me pause. And I know it gave a lot of fantasy managers pause on Twitter when I tweeted out that quote of everybody's kind of, as we talked about a little bit last year, more understandably this year, hey, hey, Javante Williams, Javante Williams, Javante Williams, had him going in the first round of my way too early mock draft. Wouldn't drop him down the boards yet, but you probably have a little bit more pause than you were hoping to have. Uh, when this week began. Yeah, I mean, you you have the general manager openly saying that they're interested in having him back when all, for all intents and purposes, the conversation we were having during the season was, yeah, just wait till next year when it's Javante Williams' backfield alone. And Jamie, it's important to know, we know what the new coaching staff in Denver looks like. We know where that new coach was last year. And Jamie, I don't have to tell you, we talked about it on the show how did that Green Bay offense utilize their two running backs last year? So it's not as if they do bring Melvin Gordon back. You have a head coach who was working in a place in which part of their you know, core principles on offense was, yes, they had Aaron Jones, but A.J. Dillon got a lot of run too. So you have to, you have to worry about those things. You have these comments. You know who the coach is. I would be at least a little bit more worried than maybe I was yesterday about where Javante Williams fits into your fantasy plans. But again, until there's a signature on a dotted line and there's a graphic that says, welcome back to Denver, Melvin Gordon, this is something that I think you just need to monitor but not necessarily be overly concerned about. No, I wouldn't be overly concerned, but I do think it raises a reasonable point that we have to remember that most teams want to use a multi-running back system in one form or another. Um, you know, you rarely, rarely see what happened in Pittsburgh this year with Najee Harris, not just with a rookie, but with anybody. I mean, even look, you know, Derrick Henry comes off the field for a lot of third downs. Jonathan Taylor had Naeem Hines worked in, and early in the season, Marlon Mack got worked. Um, you know, Austin Eckler leaves the field less last year than he has before, but he still leaves the field sometimes. Joe Mixon leaves the field on a lot of third downs. Like, we do have to remember that true three-down, never-leave-the-field backs just don't exist in that capacity Too anymore. Far between. I think – Last year's Najee Harris is probably the closest to it, and I think that was more out of necessity than anything. Let's talk about some quarterbacks, Jamie, because everybody was asking Denver about what they were going to do with the quarterback position, but something that you noted and Ryan Fowler noted as well for the draftnetwork.com is there are two teams that have made it very clear that they are going to turn over every rock. They are going to look under every possible. They're going to look in every cupboard. They're going to talk to every team they can to see what quarterbacks are out there. That's Washington, and that's Pittsburgh. Not a surprise that these are two teams that are looking at it. Um, I think from a fantasy perspective, if you're somebody who has Terry McLaurin, you have one of the Pittsburgh wide receivers, you have Najee Harris, you have Antonio Gibson. These decisions of who the quarterback is going to be next year are very important to you. And to hear, and you can attest to this, you're standing there, you can feel the energy. There appears to be a real sense of urgency from both of these teams. We got to do better at the quarterback position. Yeah, and I think there's a quote from Ron Rivera's press conference that I was standing in front of by myself and Ryan Fowler that really stuck out, and he ends up it's in that article that you see at thedraftnetwork.com. Uh, it was essentially, at this point, who cares what the Rams paid for Matthew Stafford? Is anyone talking about it anymore? Nobody really cares because they won the Super Bowl. And, you know, look, these are two franchises with veteran head coaches that have some pieces around them that there are expectations that these are these are teams that are not rebuilding. These are not teams that are just trying to get there. These are teams that have playoff aspirations right now. We can go back and forth, but this the rookie QB class isn't good. Uh, we, we've probably come full circle on this now that we get to see more of these guys. And we'll talk about uh, a particular rookie quarterback that decided not to throw a little bit later in the show. But – at this point, I mean, Ron Rivera was flat out asked, what is too much? And he said, you can't really define what is too much. It, it's whatever you're willing to pay for that player. So 
look, Ryan Fowler at the Draft Network, whether you, you've heard him in, in any of our – in his writing, he wrote a piece for us, and obviously you've heard a lot in our meetings. Washington is going to make every effort possible to go after a veteran quarterback, mm-hmm. and I feel like that today was more obvious than ever based on Ron Rivera's press conference. And and for Kevin Colbert earlier in the day, like they're, they're going to leave no stone unturned. The Steelers don't have sub-500 seasons. The, St- the Steelers do not – miss the playoffs uh, very often. They're not looking for a project at quarterback. And I, I truly think they'd be okay. And we'll talk about another team that'd be okay with their in-house options. I think they would, they can live with themselves if Mason Rudolph is their starting quarterback next year. But I think they're going to do everything in their power to make sure that's not going to happen. I think it's very important to contextualize this. We talk about veteran quarterbacks. I don't think that absolutely means Rodgers, Wilson, Watson. That could mean Mitchell Trubisky. That's the dream. Right? But you, but, but you know what I'm talking about. Like, I think when, when you hear that, oh, we're going to be active in the trade market, you think, oh, it's going to be those three or bust. I could see either of those two, two teams rolling out Jimmy Garoppolo, Mitchell Trubisky, Carson Wentz. I could see any of those three guys, clearly a tier below the three names I mentioned at the start, but those would classify as veteran quarterbacks that you bring in, and I think that's important to keep in mind. And on that point, uh, Trubisky is a very hot name here. Um, he's he is going to get an opportunity to either be a starter or compete for a starting job somewhere next year. Um, and, I, and I know a lot of people are making fun of it. You can make fun of it all you want. It's what's going to happen this offseason. That, that is the talk uh, pretty much across the board. I think people are going to be surprised at the contract that he ends up signing. Mariota is going to be a significant name as well. Uh, Jimmy G is getting some surgery, getting some something cleaned up, but it's not expected to, uh, to fade his trade market, although – there seems to be some rumblings out of San Francisco that they might not trade him. So we'll see what that situation there. If Wentz gets cut, he will have suitors. I don't see anybody trading for him in that contract, but a released Carson Wentz will absolutely have a lot of suitors. Before we move on, I'm going to completely derail us here because I have been meaning to tell you about this since I purchased it over the weekend, but you've been traveling, you've been busy. I can see you drinking it right now. Have you had a chance? This is a terrible audio bit, but it's fine. Is this the space? Have you had a chance to have the Starlight Coke space flavored soda? No. So I got, you'd be be proud. Space tastes like. You'd be proud. There was a regular option and the zero sugar option. I don't know if you can see that can. That says zero sugar on it. I I can see the black lettering, so I I know. I did fine. It's It's as if you made a drink taste like Skittles. Okay. It's very good. So like a Skittle bang. It's very good. And I have you ever had one of those? I, I have not, but these are I've got the mini cans because they didn't have the big ones at the store. And I've gone through all of them. It, it, it is just delicious. It is very good. Highly recommend if you have an opportunity at a convenience store to get the the twelve uh, the little bottle that they got. I highly recommend. Okay, getting us back on track. Sorry, I haven't talked to Jamie in a couple of days, folks. I needed to make sure I told him about that. Uh, can we talk about a quarterback who is in the news because his GM and his coach kind of had to speak for him because he put out a statement asking for a new contract and th- things are going crazy in Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals? Can, yes. we, can we go there? I, I- – <laughs> I had a front row seat for Steve Kimes presser today where he did not want to answer uh, any Kyler Murray contract related questions. He kind of opened it up by, by giving Kevin Burkhart, even um, some kudos. That's, that's uh, Kyler Murray's agent uh, about like, just, he basically said he's just doing his job uh, and he understands why this is happening, uh, but he would not commit to really anything. The only thing that he, he said um, that I, I ended up tweeting out of note is that he was flat out, he was flat out asked, you know, do you, do you have any fear that Kyler Murray might, hold out or sit out the season if there's not an extension done this offseason. He says no. Um, so he there's – otherwise, I mean, look, this is this is contentious. Um, you know, he 
clearly, and he said it multiple times, it's, this is not an inference, but that he did not want, does not want to negotiate through the media. He was not going to give any hints at to where he was standing. Um, he kind of danced around what his overall philosophy would be. And from a more general standpoint, Justina Anderson asked him about, you know, what is just your philosophy in general uh, about how early you would extend a quarterback in this situation, kind of danced around that topic, mentioned cap and all this other stuff. But uh, this is going to be an interesting situation to monitor. Um, and, and I think it's going to be interesting in the sense of how deep into the offseason we go. Uh, I mean, this is the first time he's eligible to get an extension. So this is not like this has been a longstanding issue. But, you know, look, we, we, this has been a, an offseason of, of social media going back and forth and taking your taking all the Cardinal stuff out of your social media. And now you're releasing the statement and all the other stuff. Uh, part of it is just the nature of contract negotiations with today's athletes. It, things are handled differently than they were of athletes of five, 10, 15 years ago. Uh, but it is something to note because there are, it, there's this interesting dynamic with Kyler Murray because he's definitely improved throughout his time in the NFL. And he's definitely somebody that you, you need to lock up long-term, but there are legitimate questions about how far his game can go, what he can do when he doesn't have DeAndre Hopkins there. Uh, body language issues, leadership conversations. So like there are legitimate questions here and I understand the hesitancy to give him a franchise altering contract before you have to. Uh, Steve Kime did say he's absolutely picking up the fifth year option, which is yeah, no shit. Like, of course he is. Um, but that's, that's two more years. And if Kyler then still great, then you could use a franchise tag. And, and I think, Look, you don't want to put yourself in a holdout situation, but you also can give yourself two or maybe even up to three more years of evaluation on him before you have to make a decision on a long-term deal. I, I think there are enough questions there that I would not blame them if they wanted to even see at least one more year uh, of Kyler Murray because who knows who the coach is going to be in two years. There's so many fascinating layers to this, but the thing that I keep coming back to is the social media stuff that went on in which Kyler deleted all – that all the stuff and all the noise around him not having any pictures of him with the Cardinals or not following the team on Instagram or Twitter or whatever the case may be, and him coming out and saying, you know, not about the drama. Well, it was clear now based off of the statement that his agent put out yesterday that this was all for a contract. So you were about drama. You were about starting something because you were setting up for this. So it was all a calculated decision. You can't have it both ways. You can't do all of this, have your agent put out a statement that says, you know, we want a new contract and say, oh, no, I'm not about drama. Every step you've taken here of this process has caused more drama. And Jamie, you were, you, you were there. You listened to Steve Kahn. I know there's a lot of these press conferences that go on at the same time, but I'm noticing a lot of Cardinals beat reporters talk about how there has been this kind of discussion point about how how Kyler's never had a full offseason, right? Kyler hasn't had the opportunity to to kind of get a full offseason because of COVID, because you're not being able to be in the building. And I have a tweet from Josh Weinfest that I want to read to you because I think it's very important. He talks about how the, the Cardinals trio of Bidwell, Kyman, and, and, and Kingsbury now saying Kyler Murray hasn't had an offseason due to COVID, which sounds like that's to blame for the offensive ineffectiveness at times. Where's that excuse, if you will, been before? And I think it's a great point by Josh Weinfist uh, yeah, because it's... we weren't we weren't saying anything about not having an offseason when they were 7-0 when they were the talk of the town in the NFL. That, that, that's, the, that's the thing, Chris, and that's a great point because there are two factors here. One, these issues would be more prevalent early in the season than late in the season. Two... Um, how many off seasons then has Joe Burrow had? Guys, yeah, just in the. Screen. I mean, how many off seasons Justin Herbert had? Right, and it's not like the Cardinals were in a unique like, situation where they didn't have that. Like other teams didn't have what they had. Yeah, other teams had the same regulations I, and I, rules I, and stuff around it than the Cardinals had. 
I, I, I say this is a classic case of overcorrecting because people inside of their organization were spinning the original Kyler Murray stuff as negative to Kyler. So now they have to kind of go the other way and find ways to overly excuse him to kind of balance this out. The reality is, is everybody kisses and make up. It makes up if the Cardinals win a playoff game next year and Kyler Murray gets a contract extension. I mean, that, that's really what we're looking at here. I mean, sometimes it's that simple and it's not, over, I mean, it's not simple to do either one of those two things, but in terms of like what what is an actionable way that this team can get back to where they need to be, that's it. They're going to have a challenge to do that. The way they've completely collapsed in the back half of the last two seasons is, is extremely notable. Um, there are concerns about this team. It's not going to be the easiest division in the world to win. I, I We'll see what happens here. Um, my guess is I don't think Kyler Murray gets extended this offseason. That would be my guess as well. Got a whole bunch more stuff to get into, but what's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you are online. And with all of the threats that you face today on the internet, it is more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, the most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either. And plans start at under $4 per month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With just one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients support gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It is just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That is it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. Jamie, I don't have There's a good segue. Gets I, I, to New York or out of you. There's nothing that gets to New York or out of you quicker than a cup of water. Cup of water, yeah, yeah. That's that's probably yeah. the easiest way to get the New York accent out of me. I was trying to come up with yeah. a good segue from the read to uh, our next topic, which is going to be talking about Matt Corral's decision to not throw uh, at the combine and you uh, pontificating, at least in our notes here, of is that a big deal or not? And I think uh, it's weird because we're doing this thing where we talk it's, about these quarterbacks, but it's almost the one that does the least might be in the best situation to be the quarterback what? first off the board. And I think that's the game Matt Corral's playing here. And that's kind of the internal joke that I made when we found out this information yesterday, which was, you know, Matt Corral watched all the other quarterbacks throw in Mobile and said, you know what, I'm just going to do nothing. And I'm going to, I'm going to backdoor my way into QB one. Um, I'm just I'm disappointed though, uh, because he's the one we've seen the least of ended the season with an injury, obviously was not eligible to play in Mobile at, at the senior bowl. Uh, so we, I was kind of looking for, I didn't, I'll be honest with you. I didn't think he was going to throw, but I was up hoping it's like, oh, man, that'd be cool. 
Um, look, at the end of the day, he'll throw it his pro day. Uh, but I, I, TDN is going to have some interesting content around Matt Corral going forward because I, I think there's there's legitimate concerns inside our scouting department. And a little articulated better, you'll hear, I'm sure you will get into this conversation on draft dudes with Kyle and Joe. Um, but I was hoping to kind of see a little bit more. Um, very disappointed with this QB class overall. That's nothing. That's nothing new. There's just, just. Uh, I, I was hoping that Macro had the opportunity to really put himself in back in the QB one conversation, maybe atop the QB one conversation with a strong showing here in Indianapolis. His status is not going to change, and I think that's a little bit disappointing to me, and a little bit disappointing for those that. We're in super flex leagues hoping to kind of see which one of these quarterbacks should I take a chance on as my QB2 or slash super flex option. Uh, we're not going to really get any more clarity uh, here in, in India, I don't believe. Yeah, I think you want as many information points as you can get. And for Matt Corral, you didn't, you know, you, he didn't get a chance to participate in the senior bowl. That's not his fault, but that is a evaluation point that he didn't get a chance to partake in. And now this one, another evaluation point he's choosing not to partake in. So you're just, you're limiting your ability to see him in these environments, these high stress environments to see how he thrives. Again, teams are still going to watch him throw at his pro day. Any team that is interested in Matt Corral is going to have the opportunity to conduct a sit down interview with him. They're going to get to know Matt Corral, the person they're going to get to have those conversations. And then they've got all the film that they can ultimately go and watch. But yeah, you want to see these types of environments. You want to see how these guys react, right? So what the combine is all about, right? Everyone talks about how they create this high stress environment to see what, how everybody reacts, how everybody deals with everything that's thrown at them. And for in Matt Corral's case, he's, he's saying, no, I'm just going to, I'm not going to do this. You'll see me in my pro day. You can't fault them forward, especially in a QB class that it feels like with everybody else's decision to continue to do things, they are showing more and more warts that are moving them down the board. I can understand Matt Corral just wants to be the last guy, you know, he wants to be at the dance here and he's just, I'm here to have a good time and just let everyone else do what they're going to do. Um, we'll see. We'll see how, if that bet, if that risk pays off for him or if again, because you're out there, if a Kenny Pickett, if a Malik Willis, if a Desmond Ritter can use this opportunity to kind of have a glow up because that can happen. It hasn't so far, but it certainly can. Uh, Mike Evans or Tony Pollard, who do you want to go to next streaming? Well, those are our last two. Or uh, we have three topics to close the show. Well, let's end with Evans and the mystery topic, Chris, um, because I think those are the ones that are more interesting. Uh, let's talk about Tony Pollard for a second here. Uh, Mike McCarthy's press conference was uh, as bland as you would expect a Mike Sounds McCarthy right. press conference to be. Yeah. Uh, but the, the one notable piece of information that Ryan Fowler was able to kind of scour for us while watching these uh, was the note about Tony Pollard, which was that he wants Kellen Moore to get Pollard a little bit more involved next year. He specifically said that. And uh, obviously, he went on to praise Zeke and say all the things there, but uh, this has been a topic in the Cowboys' Twitter uh, and fantasy markets for a long time about how, how do you get Tony Pollard more involved. Clearly looked like the more spry back last year. I think it's, it, I don't know how you can look at him and, and Zeke side-by-side side last year and, and not say Pollard looked like the better football player. There are still financial implications and loyalty implications that, that get tied up here. Uh, but I would like to see Tony Pollard get more run. I believe he's absolutely deserved that opportunity. And I think he's a guy that uh, has emerged into a player that I think you need to consider, even if you don't, as, as a non-handcuff. Uh, he's not in the like Kareem Hunt territory or the A.J. Dillon territory or like RB2s you draft, uh, or even J.D. McKissick, if he ends up going back to Washington. He's not in that category yet of guys that are just can, – you can start in de- just completely independent of having their, the starter in front of him but he's inching a lot closer to that territory now than he's ever been at any point in his fantasy career. 
Yeah, and I think obviously from a fantasy perspective, it's important to note about Tony Pollard getting more run. But just just generally, you mentioned it. Tony Pollard looked like the better back at times last year. And so if you're a football team that's trying to win a Super Bowl, compete for a championship, you're going to go with the guy that's giving you the most. And last year, Tony Pollard at times was giving them more than Ezekiel Elliott. Right, Zeke is a Zeke can make up for it with his ability to you know catch the ball to the backfield, but Tony Pollard was the better back at times last year, and I think that we're gonna we're gonna see that reflected in the way he gets drafted in fantasy. To your point, I don't know if he's an RB two yet. I don't I think he's in that tier of handcuffs, but I wonder if he gets drafted like that. I wonder if he gets pushed up see it. into that tier. I think that's very likely. You have comments like this. I think there's some Zeke fatigue. I think people are gonna be down on Zeke. They're gonna see the year Tony Pollard had last year, and they're gonna say, hmm. You know, Z continues to take a step backward. Tony Pollard plays well. And I think he gets his ADP is going to be a little bit higher than I think a lot of us will will uh, want to tolerate. Okay, we're doing the mystery topic because we'll close with Evans. We're going to do the mystery topic now. Okay. The Giants, interested. We'll explore trade offers for the former number two overall draft pick, running back Saquon Barkley. The fall from grace, not all yeah. his fault, but the fall from grace for Saquon Barkley in New York is is almost hitting rock bottom, and I think if he gets traded, that would be rock bottom. But this has been a disaster for the Giants, for Barkley, for fantasy managers who have s- stood by Saquon Barkley these last couple of years. Yeah. I don't think anybody is happy with the way this situation has turned out. No, and, and you know, look, we talk a lot about complicated contracts and complicated salary cap issues. The Saquon Barkley one's really simple on the fifth year option. If they trade him, it's wherever he plays next year has a seven point two million dollar cap hit. That's he plays for the Giants. That's the cap it. If he plays gets a trade, 100% of that cap goes to the new team. Giants has zero dollars in dead money. So uh, this is a very simple, is this a player that's going to get moved? Uh, look, the reality is, and we talked about this, uh, I, be- I believe we talked about this on the podcast, but if we didn't, I'll share the stat again, because this was the conversation that came up at various points when Christian McCaffrey's name gets thrown out there, whether it was to Houston or, or in some of these quarterback conversations. Um, excluding the weird DeAndre Hopkins, David Johnson trade, okay? In like the last, there are only one running back since Corey Dillon got traded to the Patriots. Think of how long ago that was, okay? Corey Dillon got traded to the Patriots. Only one running back between then and right now has been traded for more than a fourth-round pick. Fourth-round pick was the highest round of compensation for all but one trade, and that was the Trent Richardson deal. That's the only one. The Trent Richardson to Indianapolis was the only trade that netted uh, a running back trade that netted more than a fourth round pick in return. So we don't have much of a precedent for a team making this kind of move and, and trading significant capital. So what would the Giants get for Saquon Barkley at this point? You, you, maybe you're lucky enough to get a three. I don't think so. I think you're getting a fourth round pick for for maybe a fourth round plus. It, it, will that entertain the Giants? Maybe, but if they're serious about giving Daniel Jones every opportunity to succeed, is that fourth round pick going to help Daniel Jones more than having Saquon Barkley in the backfield? Probably not. So, I, at the end of the day, I don't think he gets traded. But I definitely don't think he gets a second contract in New York. And and that's the, the last thing you said is the point that I keep harping back on is that they could get a four. Let's say, for instance, you can get a third. What is going to help Daniel Jones in this offense succeed more? 
running it back with Saquon Barkley for one more year, seeing what happens, or that third round pick. And I'm sorry, Jamie, but there's no, I don't see a scenario in which they can get somebody in the third round that's going to be more impactful than what Saquon Barkley can be if he's Saquon Barkley. So for me, just if it's for a three, I'm rolling the dice and bringing Saquon back. You've already you've already picked up the app, right? You're already on the hook for the money, regardless. There is no like, there's no oh, if we trade him, we get out of the money. No, you 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 committed to the money. You're trying to trade him now. Again, the Giants have a cap situation that they have to work. I think they're 11 million dollars over the cap, and they're going to have to find a way around that. And moving 7.2 million dollars into trade is certainly one easy way to do that. And that's why this is coming yep. up. But you could restructure guys. So the Saints do it every year. They just restructure two guys and freed up $26 million. You can free up the $11 million that you need in order to get yourself under the cap and try to build this roster. So, so to, to me, I understand why there's noise around this. I understand why a team might be interested in being the team that picks up Saquon and puts him in a situation to succeed. But from the Giants' perspective, you're not getting anywhere near the return that you that you invested into Saquon in terms of dollars and the number two overall pick to get him. You're not getting that back. I'd roll the dice and see what you can, you can get out of Saquon this year. I really would. I agree. I agree. Mike Evans, the last topic here, because you have posed the question to me that I don't feel comfortable answering on the show right now, but we, you, I'm going to, I'm going to say it out loud and then answer it anyway. How do we feel about Mike Evans's fantasy value? If the bucks start Kyle Trask or Blaine Gabbert next season? Jamie, I don't want to entertain this question. I don't want to have this conversation you're making me. Well, we should. And so I got a chance to, to chat with both Jason Light and Bruce Arians. And I think the notable quotes here are from Bruce Arians regarding the quarterback situation. And, um, you know, earlier in the press conference, he said, quote, we draft, uh, when he was asked, is the draft an option? Is the 2022 NFL draft an option for you to find a quarterback? And he said, quote, we drafted Kyle Trask for a reason. I doubt drafting is an option. I then asked him myself, are you comfortable going into next season with Kyle Trask and Blaine Gabbert as your two quarterbacks? And he said, yes. So uh, I believe that he had some really nice things to say about Kyle Trask in this press conference. He had a lot of good things to say about Blaine Gabbert, who they have to resign, by the way. Blaine Gabbert is a pending free agent, but um, I don't believe that's going to be an overly prohibitive contract for them to resign if, if they want him to compete, because I don't think he's going to get an opportunity to compete for a starting job anywhere else. Um, I know Blaine, uh, excuse me, I know Bruce Arians' love for Blaine Gabbard is very real. Uh, it carries over from his time in Arizona as mm-hmm. well. Uh, Bruce Arians has been very consistent about his feelings about uh, Blaine Gabbard's talent and his ability to lead an offense when he needs to. And he actually even referenced that uh, the two games he played him in Arizona uh, as well in this. So uh, I do think it's a very real possibility. They were also, and Bruce in particular, was extremely open about they are very much, as they should be, open to Tom Brady coming back whenever he feels like it. Tom Brady wakes up the night before week one. They're going to welcome him back. Don't make it work. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think they're necessarily anticipating that's going to happen. But they made it very clear in the press conference today, both Jason Light and Bruce Arians in particular, that if Tom Brady wants to come back, you will have a spot on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2022. Yeah, listen. I, I, and, oh, by the way, and only the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, no, in No, five first-round picks. You can get them for maybe. five first-round first picks. picks. Maybe. Can, five first-round picks get you Tom Brady. Um, yeah, look, I, I would still – I would be willing to make a lunch bet with you that the starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2022 is not named Kyle Trask or Blaine Cabrera. I'm willing, I'm willing to make a lunch bet with you on that. I don't know how confident I am in it, but confident enough to make a lunch bet. 
I, I think they. Okay, I'll make a. I'll make a laundry. I'll, I'll make. Uh, so I get. I get Trask, Gabbert, and you get the field. Yep, it's. Uh, I'm doing the old Joe Marino. I'm taking the field, um, which always works out well. I think to. Okay, to, I'll do. You know what? I'll do it. I'll cool. do it. Fantastic. To cycle this back to the original question. If Kyle Trask oh, yeah, Mike Evans. Yeah, and, and Blaine Gabbert are throwing the ball to Mike Evans, Jamie, I, I, I can't put him in the top 16 wide receivers for fantasy next year. I don't think I could do it. No, and, and I guess this is now. Now, when we initially talked about Mike Evans in my way too early mock draft, Tom Brady was still an active quarterback in the yeah, National where Football did you, League. Where that did you have him? I think I like wide receiver 10 or something. Yeah. Wide receiver 8. Is he a top um, 20 again, wide receiver? I don't even know if he would make the top 20. Yeah, I mean, he he would. Yeah, he's definitely a wide receiver too. Uh, it's got to just got to be figuring out is he a mid level or low level? Wide he's receiver like 18, 18 to twenty four. Feels like the right spot. Feels for- like the right range. And, and and the other thing that came out too is Jason Light said he can't envision a Buccaneers offense without Chris Godwin. That's another element to this equation as well. I, look, Mike Evans has had success with subpar quarterback play. I mean, Jameis Winston's had some subpar years there, and that wasn't just the interceptions. Um, so I, I don't want to knock him too much, but he can't be a wide receiver one anymore. And I think that's the big concern for me is if, if the Bucks don't get Brady back, I don't think they're drafting a quarterback. And I didn't think they were drafting a quarterback before today, and I feel even more convinced they're not drafting a quarterback after today. I don't know what you do at this point. Like, I if it's Trask or if it's Gabbard, it's definitely going to hurt his value, but I think I'd, I'd still take him among the wide receiver twos. But Still, a drop in wide receiver eight to like wide receiver twenty two is is pretty significant. You have him as wide receiver eight in the way too early mock draft. Yeah. Let me read you the names that you have directly behind him, and let's play the game of would you rather that receiver okay. or Mike Evans with Kyle Trask slash Blaine Gabbert, Keenan Allen. Yeah, Allen. Yes, AJ. I'll Brown. say yes to the ones I would take. Yes, Deontay Johnson. Now that now it you don't know who the quarterback is. So now, yeah. oh yes, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. Chris Godwin. Maybe, but that one's weird too because he could come back. Calvin Ridley. And he's going to miss part of the year. Oh. So I said 16. I don't know. That's the line. He, he might maybe, I'm, to, maybe I'm higher than I thought. Maybe he's. Maybe he does end up – I mean, Jalen Waddle's next on the list. Um, C.D. Lamb. Terry McLaurin. Adam no, Thielen, okay. So Marquise no, Brown. I, I would probably take – no, I mean, the Ridley one is – I was making the assumption he he's on a team next year. I don't really care what team he's on. So, yeah, no, I, I would take Ridley. I would take Waddle. Um, I would take Lamb. DJ Moore, Mari Cooper. Cooper's not there. DJ Moore I would take – I think that's kind of the line, though. So, he's going to – so he, yeah, so he's going to end up probably around 16 to 19. Yeah, I would consider him in the Ridley range, but I think he's probably more in that. So, middle RB – middle wide receiver, too. Like, that's that seems about right. That is it for us here on the show today. Uh, More Combine-related content coming uh, from Jamie, the Draft Dudes, the entire crew that is out there in Indy. So stay tuned on thedraftnetwork.com and all of our social handles uh, for that. Jamie, where can everybody follow you on social media for uh, your social media-related content surrounding the week? Yes, please follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter, at Jamie Eisner TD on Instagram. But Twitter's the place where you want to be for quotes from players, general managers, coaches, uh, and make sure you're following at the draft network on Twitter as well, all week long. We well, should be following it always anyway, but particularly all week long this week. 
You can follow me on Twitter at Shoe Radio, S-C-H-U Radio. Follow the show on Twitter at TDN Fantasy. And again, the draftnetwork.com and then the draft network on Twitter is where you're going to want to find all of that content throughout the week. That is going to do it for us. We are back next week. Everybody enjoy all of the combine craziness. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.